What's going on, everybody? This is Markeem. Welcome to the Nightmare Effect. I'm also called Nightmare Baller One. I have many names, many, many names. But uh, I just want to thank everybody for listening to the last uh, podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, I'm very, very happy about, you know, the positive and negative, you know, uh, feedback I've gotten. I'm trying to make this a thing. I want this, you know, to be as big as you guys want it to be. I'm going to try and do this more. I actually mean it this time. Like, I actually have, like, a passion behind it. Unlike YouTube, you know what I mean? I can just plug in my mic, uh, sit in front of the computer, and just jip-jap for a little bit. You know what I mean? Hopefully, I can get paid for this one day. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> Uh, I'm also on Spotify now. Um, I figured out how to do it. You, uh, you, you just have to send them a request, and they'll process, you know, your podcast, and then they'll put you on, man. So you know, Spotify sent my shit into iTunes. I hadn't checked if it was on there yet, but uh, I think I'm gonna try and make this a thing, like for real. Um, okay, as y'all know, end of the year is upon us, man. It's it, it's it's that time again. Time for those superlatives and those awards man the wrestler of the year and all this this is about pro wrestling by the way i'm gonna do other stuff but it's another pro wrestling um you know it's that time of year man uh the only major show i think that will have any impact on this that's coming is final gate and because uh there's a few matches on there that could upset the apple cart if it goes off you know without a hitch um like you know th there's a couple matches on there that could really really be great but, you know, I'm pretty confident that this is uh, how things are going to shake out for me. So I figured, let me just record this. And, you know, if it happens to change, I'll update it via Twitter. I don't know. Um, I'm going to do this with, like, everything, man, like, throughout the next few days and next few, well, next couple weeks because the year's almost over uh, with, like, my album of the year and other stuff like that, uh, you know, movies of the year maybe, you know, shit like that. But, um Maybe get some guests on when I learn how to do that shit. But, uh, yeah, man, let me get right into it. Let's start. I'm not going to do the Observer Awards. I'm going to do some of them. But, uh, you know, this is just, like, kind of my categories, things I want to, you know, touch on, shit I want to discuss that made me think through the year, that made me angry during the year, all sorts of stuff. Okay. Wrestler of the Year. I don't think this is really all that debatable. I think they're, they're legit two people. And when I say wrestler of the year, like, you know, I'm just mainly talking about how good you were all year, everywhere. Because, you know, wrestler of the year could be like a draw and stuff like that. And, and I think that's probably, I don't know, fucking maybe Ronda Rousey. But maybe not because, you know, people not watching Raw. But I don't, I don't know, man. Um, I don't know. Has she been on those Raws people ain't watching? I don't know. I don't watch that shit. But I don't know. But I don't care about that. Uh, I'm just talking about how good you've been all year around the world. How good you've been. And I think without question is Will Ospreay. The only person I could see an argument for is Walter. Will Ospreay this year has been all over having some of the best matches with everybody. His match with Jimmy Havoc in progress. His match with Walter in OTT. His match with Walter at Defiant. Uh, his match with Matt Riddle at, uh, at Evolve. The fact that you've been his character in progress. I mean, the fact that he turned heel and he's a convincing fucking heel. Uh, he's gotten better in, in, at selling, better at telling the story, even a better talker than he used to be. 
He's basically the perfect wrestler. Will Ospreay is the best dude going, period, right now. Like, the match with Skrull, the matches with Hiromu, the four-way at Wrestle Kingdom, uh, the match with Jay Lethal, the other match with Skrull at um, fucking um, Strong Style Unleashed, uh, his match with fucking um, Jordan Devlin, uh, his fucking match with uh, Chris Ridgeway, uh, his match... That we could be here all year, man. I mean, we could be literally all year. Will Ospreay, wrestler of the year. Walter, same story, except not as, like, you know, not as extensive as Ospreay. But still, man, Walter's been some, in some of the best matches all year. His match with Jordan Devlin. His match with Ospreay, like I brought up. His match with Timothy Thatcher. His match with Shingo Takagi at Battle of Los Angeles. His match with PCO during WrestleMania weekend. Uh, his match with fucking... Uh, Ilya Dragunov earlier this year, True Colors. His three-way with Ilya Dragunov and Bad Bones. It's one of the best matches of the year. His match with fucking Zack Sabre Jr. Like, bro, Walter has also had a phenomenal year. And not only that, he's going around everywhere winning titles. He's a proven commodity. People want to see this man. He is the best big man on the planet Earth, period. Like, what terms of, like, the way he's booked and shit like that. Because truth be told... He's, he's big, but he's not, like, super fucking, you know what I mean? But, yeah, Walter, another, like, another dude with a phenomenal year. Will Ospreay, Walter, and slightly Kenny Omega. That's that's it. That's literally it, man. I don't want to hear an argument for nobody else because you're just wrong. Like, you're just, you're just you, like, I hate, I hate to be that guy, but, like, this is one of them times where, well, I got my own opinion. Well, your opinion is wrong. Like, it's, it's, it's just that simple. Is Will Ospreay or Walter? I don't want to hear shit else. Like, I don't... I, I don't... <laughs> like, I don't know what else to tell you. All right. Tag team of the year. People say I hate the WWE, but I'm about to get on some props. My tag team of the year is Undisputed Era. Roderick Strong, Kyle O'Reilly. During the fucking... After Bobby Fish got hurt and they threw Roderick Strong and Undisputed Era and they were the tag champs and all that stuff. Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong have been having some of the best tag matches anywhere on the planet. Their matches with Mustache Mountain. They took Oni Lorcan and um, his partner. What's his name? Fuck. God damn it. What's his name right now? Yeah, they took them. They, you know, two, two dudes that hardly anyone cares about. And they had one of the best tag matches of the year. Uh, I say this shit with Mustache Mountain. Yeah, that shit. Uh, just... just they have, you know what I mean, and, and they're being heavily involved <clears throat> in, in, in NXT television from a week-to-week basis, having, like, great TV matches, like, individually and also as a team, man. To me, it's them. Like, it's Undisputed Era. You can argue a few teams, though, man. Like, the Young Bucks, they had a, the first half of the year was phenomenal, and they had a really solid latter half of the year, and, you know, they, they consistently one of the best tag teams. Uh, obviously, Desperado and Kenamaru, they've had, you know, they've carried the junior tag division for a while now. They've had solid matches with everybody. Rapongi 3K is up there, too. Um, you got uh, uh, fucking um, Yamato and BB Hulk. They're up there, too. They've had, like, great tag matches with, you know, a bunch of motherfuckers. Yeah, you know, so it's been a good year for tag team wrestling. Man, you got Rinkoff. I forget Rinkoff. You know, they've been going around all over the world because, you know, as I said, 
you know, Walter's one of the wrestlers of the year. Timothy Thatcher, him tagged together, and they have some of the best tag matches of the year. Um, let me not forget Kenny Omega and Kota Bushi. How I forget the Golden Lovers. Uh, the first half of the year, they had a phenomenal first half of the year. They just had a match a few days ago to hype up the Wrestle Kingdom matches with uh, Osprey and um, Tanahashi. That's one of the best tag matches of the year. Some people think it's a five-star match. I mean, I don't agree, but I, I can I can hear the argument. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, it's been a phenomenal year for tag tag team wrestling. Phenomenal year, man. Um, promotion of the year, I think, is New Japan Pro Wrestling. I know we've had our issues with how they've done some things, but they've had a, a, a ton of really great shows, uh, not to mention a ton of really great matches. Uh, the G1 this year might have been the best of all time. Uh, best of Super Juniors was fucking amazing. So, you know, yeah, I, I, I just got I got to go with New Japan, man. We've had our problems with New Japan, obviously, you know what I mean? But... I, I just got to go with them because I don't watch enough of, uh, like, something like DDT, which, you know, from what I've seen has been, you know, consistently fun, so I just don't watch enough. But uh, it's, it's great, you know, they've gained traction and stuff like that. I think WXW's up there. They've had a, a slew of really great shows, you know what I mean? Definitely. NXT's obviously up there. Although I don't love the weekly TV as much as everybody else, I think it's undeniable that... The takeover is the one of the safest bets in pro wrestling. Like, bro, you guaranteed a phenomenal takeover every time they announce one. So, yeah, you know, NXT's up there, too. And Progress. I think Progress has had a good year for the most part. I think most of the shows have been really good. I think they had some of the best matches of the year. Progress has had a really great year, man. Uh, I mean, that's all the ones I want to bring up right now. All Japan's had a good year, too. I'm not forget All Japan. Champions Carnival. That I've, you know, finally caught all the way up on. That was a great fucking, you know, league, I guess we could say. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, you know, that's, that's pretty much it. High flyer to you, Osprey. Easy. Uh, Ricochet being second, but Osprey easy. Do I need to go into that? Osprey. Uh, feud of the year. Feud of the year was weird for me because I've had issues with pretty much almost every major feud in pro wrestling. I guess, like, the one I would choose is Okada versus Jay White. But then that just, you know, it kind of just started, like, you know, it, it built, but, like, it, it kind of, like, just started officially as a few, you know what I mean? And I think because the only reason I give the nod to that is because it had, like, the um, the fucking definitive moment, in my opinion, in pro wrestling this year, Gato turning on Okada. You know what I mean? Like, it's, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? But, so I guess I'll go with that. Uh, another one I want to give some shine to is Kyrie Sane and, and Shayna Baszler. Just, you know, throughout the year, they uh, built up the fact that these two are going, you know, these are the two that's going to collide. And when they did, it led to, like, you know, this series of matches that, you know, are the best set of women's matches in pro wrestling, in my opinion, this year. Uh, sorry, Charlotte and Becky Lynch fans. Uh, even though Charlotte and Becky Lynch had, you know, a, a great, great fucking match against each other at, um, at Evolution. And, uh, a, you know, a great match, you know, last night, too, at, uh, with Oscar And um, that show, that, that name escapes me because, you know, who cares? But, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe I would have liked that match last night more had, you know, I just kind of hated how they ruined the Oscar character. Like, even her winning the title was due to the fact that Ronda Rousey was mad. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't the fact that what got Oscar over in NXT. 
was her being like an unstoppable, unbeatable fucking badass. And she didn't do that. She just kind of took advantage of the fact Ronda Rousey was mad. You know, but you know, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. I'm so negative. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, like I said, Ky- Kyrie Sane, Shayna Baszler's up there for me. Gargano and Ciampa would have easily been it had it just ended at fucking uh, Takeover New Orleans. Like that should have been it. That that would have been perfect. That should have been it. It would have easily been Gargano and Ciampa. I wouldn't even have this. Wouldn't even be a discussion. I mean, because the match at Takeover New Orleans is fucking incredible. They kept it going too long. Like, yes, I like the fucking Chicago street fight. I like the TV. I even like the TV leading up to the Chicago street fight. But, man, like, take over New Orleans was such a perfect end of that feud. You know what I mean? That should have been it. And then, you know, it's been going so long. Now Johnny Gargano's like this weird, like, heel because I'm just trying to do the right thing. And I hate that I'm so violent. Choppers turned me into him. Like, it's, it's gotten too hokey, man. And it's unfortunate because it started so fucking great. Oh man, it just it and I love both dudes, so you know, I kinda just wanted to end. Um Worst promotion, I ain't even gotta go into that shit. I mean, you know, you know that's the WWE. Yeah, I mean, you know, the WWE main roster, two oh five live is phenomenal. NXT is the weekly is more good than bad. The takeovers are amazing. Uh Raw is unwatchable. Like, legit, to the point, y'all motherfuckers ain't even watching it no more. Um, SmackDown has the same stupid leaps in logic. You know, I, I just, I read the shows. I don't even watch the shits. But uh, SmackDown has the same stupid leaps in logic. The only difference is that y'all like Becky Lynch and Daniel Bryan. It's literally the only difference. <laughs> it's really not better. Y'all just like those two. But, you know. And the pay-per-views, for the most part, have been trash. Like, I heard TLC is like the best WWE pay-per-view of the year. Congratulations to them. But they had such a run of just trash fucking pay-per-views. The Royal Rumble was alright. And then uh, I did not watch whatever they had before. You know, WrestleMania was half good, half fucking terrible. Backlash is my worst show of the year. Spoiler. That show was fucking horrendous. And then after that, I really didn't watch anything. Except the, of the main roster, except Evolution, and I saw like the Money in the Bank. I watch like you know little shit here and there, but like it's not. I don't have the network no more. It's just it's that shit is trash. I'm sorry, like I and I don't get. I don't get how y'all motherfuckers watch that shit every week. Y'all y'all be on fucking Twitter just mad as shit. Like bro, it sucks. Like like kicking kick kicking the end of a bed like 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 you ever you ever got like you ever had like a bed with like the metal frame and you ever like like rammed your foot into the corner of that shit it's the worst pain imaginable like it sucks right would you openly just kick that corner over and over again because <laughs> that's what y'all motherfuckers do when y'all watch this shit every week it's, it's weird to me I, I i don't i don't understand y'all i don't and 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 I, and I assume a lot of motherfuckers that are listening to this are not one of those people. So why am I talking to y'all? Because y'all, you know, y'all know better. But <laughs> all right, um, Best gimmick, most improved, best talker, all go to the same person. That's Jay White. I will acknowledge, when the year started, I was not into Jay White. I thought he was as boring as boring can be. I thought the dude was solid. He, was, he could wrestle well enough. 
His gimmick was kind of lame. You know what I mean? I didn't really dig his promos. That all kind of changed this year, man. Like, I think it started with in the mat in in in, in June. The match with Juice kind of made me turn the corner with him. You know what I mean? He is fucking awesome. He is the best character in pro wrestling. Like the Switchblade gimmick, I love it to death. This motherfucker is just a leech. He just he don't care about the Bullet Club. You think he care? You think he give a fuck? About Tamatanga and Bad Luck Fale and Tangaloa, even Gato. You know what I mean? He, he, he cares about any of them. No, he, he cares about Taji Ishimori. He don't give a fuck about them. He's using them. Just like he used Chaos. You know what I mean? And, and that's his gimmick. He's a leech, man. He's a hateable fucking leech. And I love it. His promos are like legit. Like, they're, 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 some of them are mind numbing. I'd be like mesmerized by this guy, man. Like, they're intense and they're not hokey. You know what I'm saying? Like, he. Everything he says, you believe. Austin Aries would have been up here too, by the way. Best talker. Same with his. Same with his promos this year. He's been like on a, on another fucking level too. But like Jay and Juice Robinson too. But like Jay White and always Eddie Kingston. But Jay Jay White, man. Like everything he says, I buy. Every fucking thing he says, man. Like it's just he he's amazing. He 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 really is amazing. I love the gimmick. He's improved, in, I think he's improved in the ring because now his character leads to him having more compelling matches. Like the crowd is more involved with what he does. He's fucking amazing. Like real talk, twenty nineteen will be the year to, will be the year to switch. But I really believe that him, Will Ospreay, Zack Saber Jr. All just you know, yeah, man. I'm I'm so excited for next year for this dude. Like real talk, he. J.J. White is awesome, and I never thought I'd, I'd ever say that. He's awesome. He's so awesome. Best announcer, I think, is Kevin Kelly. I love Kevin Kelly. I don't understand how y'all don't like Kevin Kelly. I think it's weird y'all don't like Kevin Kelly. Kevin Kelly is great, man. Like, he, he's, he, he, he puts guys over. He's knowledgeable about what he's watching. You know what I mean? He, uh, he, gives, he gives insight and, you know, perspective. And you know, just like every and, and he sells shit like it's everything he he sells it like it's so important. Uh, second, I think is Excalibur. I think Excalibur gets a bad rep, man. If you watch PWG these days, I mean, granted, you know, I can't control that man's voice. Some people just don't like his voice. But like, I think when he's by himself, he's improved so much. Like if you watch Battle of Los Angeles, like you know, he 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 adds so much to these matches. Like I'm not bullshitting. Like you know. His funny anecdotes. Yeah, I, mean, I, I still think he had the the greatest line in the history of pro wrestling commentary ever at all in when uh, <laughs> Joey Ryan and Hangman Page did the angle or whatever, and then when the penis was walking to the ring, he, he called him a phalanx of phalluses. Greatest line in pro in the history of commentary, hands down. But nah, Excalibur's improved so much, man, and you know. It's unfortunate because, you know, before he, he was bad. And he was, but like, no, nah, I think like by himself, he, he's more focused and, you know, it, it's, it's not as, it's not as corny. I think he's so much better now. All right. Major show. Um, huh. I, I chose the bacon. Uh, Russell Kingdom will be second. Uh, Takeover New Orleans is up there too because Takeover New Orleans was amazing. Honestly, Takeover New Orleans you know what? It might actually be TakeOver New Orleans. Because TakeOver New Orleans, everything was at least good. Like, that tag match was really good. 
And it, it wasn't great. It was really good. But the angle was amazing. The Ryder Strong heel turn, amazing. Um, and everything else on that was great. Like, that ladder match, man, some people gave that five stars. Like, I watched it again. The first time I saw it, I was like, man, this is really great. But, you know, I, I didn't like it as much as everybody else. Watching it the second time, it's one of the best executed ladder matches of all time. You know what I mean? Everything, there's no wasted movement. There's no extended spots. So, like, motherfuckers just, like, selling for stupid amounts of time. Like, you got that, but, like, it's not so bad. You know what I mean? Some of the spots are breathtaking. It's carnage at the end. You really don't know who's going to win. You know what I mean? It, it's, yeah, man. Like, I really, I really, really dug this show. And then you had the women's, the women's title match, which, you know, highlights everything wrong with how they use Ember Moon because Athena, Ember Moon, whatever you want to call her, is one of the best women's wrestlers on the planet. You know what I mean? You know, she just happened to not be blind. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, let's call it. She happened to not be white. <laughs> let's be real. Let's be real. She happens to not be pretty blue-eyed, you know, white girl. And, you know, that, 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 that's, that that's always going to be her hurdle. You know what I'm saying? As you watch NXT, you know she got personality. You know she could be a good underdog. You've seen her shit with Oscar. You know what I mean? They use her bad. Like, if I, had to, if I had to choose, like, I'm not choosing most underrated, but now that I really think about it, I would probably choose her. You know what I mean? Because she's fucking phenomenal, but they use her wrong. You know what I mean? But, you know, it is what it is. It's the WWE. I don't expect much from them. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, it's pretty, you know, take over New Orleans. Best major show, because then they had one of my matches of the year. With, uh, I'm going to get to that. With, uh, you know, Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. And, you know, fucking uh, Andrade Cien Almas and uh, fucking um, Tommy Inn, Al Alistair Black. He's in that, you know what I mean? That, that fucking title match where he won the title. It's fucking great, you know what I mean? This is, this is take over New Orleans, now I think about it. It's an amazing fucking show. Uh, worst show is Backlash. Do I really need to go into that? Motherfuckers was getting up and leaving during the main event, you know what I mean? And people go, well, you paid to take it. I'm like, nah, motherfuckers got up and left during the main event. Nobody wanted to sit there and watch it. You know what I'm saying? So, I I don't know how y'all can defend that shit, but all right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Backlash is my worst show of the year. The rest of the stuff I'm not going to really get into. I don't care who's the best box office draw. I don't care who's the best non-wrestling character, even though it's probably Gato. Um, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't really I, I, I don't really care, you know what I mean, about the rest of that stuff, to be real with you. Um, yeah, so, you know. Also, uh, my unsung hero of the year that, uh, you know, is just overlooked and just always comes out to work is Tomohiro Ishii. This man kills himself, you know I mean, all the time and will never be at the top of that company. And it's unfortunate. He, he's so, he, yeah, he, he's so underappreciated and undervalued by a lot of people. All right. All right, this match of the year, right? This 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 gonna be a this gonna be a section in itself because uh, I think in the history of pro wrestling, we've never had a better year than this. I, I really believe that I, in terms of just overall match quality. Like I've never seen like when I was putting together what is my ten matches of the year because I chose ten that I got honorable mentions here too, and I even have honorable mentions that I wanted to bring up that you know. There's shit on here that's not... Shut up, ESPN. There's shit on here that's not, you know... Even, you know... Like, I... That, you know, I'm stuttering and shit, but... It's, like, literally insane. The sheer amount of fucking match of the year candidates we had this year. There are, like, 
30, 40 matches where I'd be like, you know, if somebody said that was their match of the year, I wouldn't I wouldn't think nothing of it. You know what I mean? I, I totally understand. Like, you know, I don't even have it. I'm going to mention it now, but I don't have a list of honorable mentions. I don't have Buddy Murphy and Mustafa Ali on 205 line of notice qualification match. I don't have it. You know what I mean? I, I didn't even write it down. I, it didn't even, it just crossed my mind just now. I didn't write it down. And I feel like I, I, I can't, like, erase something and put it on the honorable mentions. Because I don't think it's better than any of these honorable mentions. That's how crazy of a year we had. I don't have TakeOver War Games. You know what I mean? I don't have the War Games match. I thought that match was awesome. I don't have it on here. I don't have it written down. I don't have uh, Omega and, and fucking... Um, and fucking um, and fucking Goto from the G1. I don't have that written down. I didn't write it down. I don't have Tanahashi and Minoru Suzuki from earlier this year. It's not on here. <laughs> I don't have Naito and Okada from Russell Kingdom on here. I don't have Jericho and 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 uh, Omega from Russell Kingdom. I didn't write it down. <laughs> you get what I'm you know, we're getting that? Like there have been so many. So, so many just just insane. Fun. I didn't put Jordan Devlin and Will Ospreay down either. I just I just thought about it. I didn't write it down. I didn't fucking write it down. I don't have Minoru Suzuki and Ishii for Rev Pro. I don't have fucking... <laughs> it's, it's been so many goddamn... I mean, I don't have the tag title match from uh, Kobe World. You know what I mean? I don't have, I don't have Ben K and... Uh, and uh, it's that big R Shimizu versus uh BB Hogan Yamato. I don't have that written down. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't. I don't have uh, Miyahara and Shingo. I didn't write it down. You know what I'm saying? I, I, yeah, man. It's, it's been that kind of year. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 been that kind of year. But um, I'm gonna get to the honorable mentions I do have written now. I just bought those up. You know what I mean? Whatever. And I'm kind of going deaf with all these matches on here. So it's, it's a lot. All right. The first one I want to talk about is Walter versus Zack Sabre Jr. in progress. It's not in my top 10, but, you know, it's an honorable mention. Um, this match looks like a straight-up fight. They're, 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 the, the story here is that Zack Sabre Jr. could not make it to Hell of Wembley. That was, this was supposed to be the main event of Hell of Wembley. But, you know, due to his commitments to New Japan, they had a show here in the States at the same time. Really good show. It was fun. But uh, I would have loved to have seen this at Hello Wembley. Because these motherfuckers, they were, they were grabbing for holds. It was hard hitting. Uh, they looked like they were legit fighting each other. And it just happened to be in a pro wrestling setting. Um, uh, Zack Sabre Jr. bought the intensity here. Walter lit him up, man. His chest looked ri ridiculously red. <laughs> Walter lit him up, man. Uh, you know, it, it, it was the crowd was super hot for this shit. A lot of people thought Zach really had a chance to win the belt. You know what I mean? And by the end, like, you know, they were told they were told they had him in the palm of their hands, man. It was points where like people were gasping at the fact that Zach wouldn't stay down, because, you know, and he kept going for the um the orienting napalm death. But uh Walter went after his neck, fucked his neck up so he couldn't he couldn't lock it in. And it was it was just great, man. It was just great. Just fucking, fucking fantastic, man. Go out of your way to see that. Progress Chapter 77, I believe it is. Yes, yeah, Progress Chapter 77. Demand Progress. Please get the VOD. 
just you know, just support progress in general because they had a great fucking year. And this was a great goddamn match. Speaking of Zack Sabre Jr., my next match is A-Kid versus Zack Sabre Jr. in Spain. A match that I, had, I knew nothing about until I heard about it on uh, Voices of Wrestling. Oh, my God. Like, who is this? Like, I've seen, this A- I seen A-Kid maybe one time before this. I didn't know he was like this. Like, what the fuck? Like, there's some insane shit in this match. Like, I, I don't want to ruin nothing. It starts out, like, just straight up, like, chain wrestling and stuff. It, it seems like it's going to be, oh, okay, good indie match. But then by the end, it's just, it's, it's nuts. Like, it's, <laughs> like, they're, they're, they're doing, like, like, insane shit. And, like, the fighting spirit in this is not hokey at all. A, they, Zack Sabre Jr. put A-Kid a over huge here, man. Like, he looked like a fucking star, man. He like a dude, a young dude that would not back down from the Wiley veteran. It's fucking amazing. Like, you just need to watch it. And that crowd, that crowd makes this incredible, man. It really, crowd makes this amazing. Like, the crowd is the star of this fucking match, bro. Please watch this match. Like, it's it's, it's insane. It, it, is, it is well worth your time. Trust me. An amazing fucking match. Oh, man. Then we got uh, Mega versus Naito at the G1. Night 1, I believe it was. Um, set the tone. Oh, Night 2, my bad. It was Night 2. Set the tone for this whole tournament. Like, it's a phenomenal match. It's among the best matches they've had against each other. I don't think it's as good as the G1 final from last year. It's not It's not that good. But, but man, it's, it's, or, or even, or it might not be as good as the one they had in 2016. But still, it's... It's, it's a it's a phenomenal fucking match, man. Uh, you can tell like the the kayfabe disdain they have for each other, cause you know, and I think you know the way they are in the ring is like a, a fucking a perfect paradigm to how their fan bases feel about the other. Like a lot of Omega fans don't like Naito and vice versa. You know what I mean? It's like two it's like legit two warring factions. You know what I mean? So like this match was like perfect. This match was like. Uh, Captain America versus Ultimate Captain America. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's people that like Ultimate Cap. There's people that don't like regular Cap and vice versa. And this was perfect. You know what I mean? This was a perfect fucking, like, symmetry of that. I thought it was amazing. I thought the counters at the end were nuts. Uh, Omega countering the Destino the way he did at the end of that match. Holy shit. <laughs> um, that, that looked completely unsafe. Uh, it is a great match, man. Set the whole tone for the G1. Go out your way to watch the entire G1. But, you know, this match in particular. <coughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I have, I have sinus, man. I know I be snorting this shit on here, but I just got I got horrible sinus. It is what it is. I'm always, like, fucking stopped up. Next, we got Miyahara versus Marafuji. Champions Carnival Final. Champions, Champions Carnival Final this year. Holy shit. <laughs> now, Michi Marafuji has it. Still has it, man. In big moments such as this, that man can deliver. Holy shit, what a match. I don't want to ruin much about this either, man. Just know that by the end, like, if if, if you're, like, legit now on the edge of your seat, bro, like, if you've never seen Kento Miyahara, man, like, this is another motherfucker that, like, I, I legit believe he would die, but he, he like, kayfabe-wise, his character would die. Before you beat him. You know what I'm saying? You just need to watch this match, man. You, you just need to watch this match. And oh my God, they have no regard for their bodies. Like, just... just I, I guess I guess landing on your head just means nothing. Like, it just... <laughs> whatever, you know what I mean? Whatever. 
uh, Zeus versus Miyahara for the uh, this is my next match uh, in October in all Japan. I was linked this match. Somebody said, "Yo, before you make your match of the year list, you need to watch this match." Uh, I'm glad I did. It didn't it didn't make my top ten, but uh, it's amazing. It, it's it's one of the best matches of the year. One of the best championship matches of the year. It it's amazing, man. Like Zeus. Is good. Like, I've never been, like, super into him. You know what I mean? It's the best match of his career. You know what I'm saying? Arguably the best match of Miyahara's career. Fucking phenomenal. Phenomenal match, man. Real talk. There's an apron bump in this. Pretty early, too. That's like, oh. <laughs> oh, man. Um, uh, Miyahara's selling in this. It's pretty amazing. Like, he, he, was, he, he, he sold his back. And uh, what else was it? His ankle, I believe. It was fucking amazing, man. Please watch this. Amazing fucking match. Um, next, we got Walter versus Jordan Devlin at OTT. Now, I've heard that uh, people call Walter the greatest final boss in all of pro wrestling. And I didn't really get what that meant until I watched this match. Like, Jordan Devlin in OTT is God. You know what I mean? Like, they love him there. He's a homegrown dude. Everywhere he goes, he carries that promotion on his back. That that that's him. OTT is Jordan Devlin. You know what I mean? And Walter is like, I won't say outsider, but he was. You know what I mean? He was just this big dude going all around Europe winning titles. You know what I mean? And people were legit worried like Walter's gonna win this belt and change this company forever. You know what I mean? And like, you know, Jordan Devlin, you know. You know, they, he's, you know, he's their guy. You know what I mean? And the crowd desperately wanted him to retain. They're like, j just watch for, like, the crowd, man. They really want him to retain. And, like, the fighting spirit spots in this are great, man. Jordan Devlin uh, is a great baby face in peril. Walter is a great big mean guy. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it, there's, there's great shots where, like, the crowd, like, you know, they, something will happen and they'll shoot over to the crowd. And... Oh, the commentators, they put over this as being a big deal. You know, they, they straight up said, like, you know, we're supposed to be unbiased, but it doesn't fucking matter right now. Go Jordan. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's, it, it, it's, it, it's, it's phenomenal, man. Like, the story told in this match is Jordan, is David versus Goliath, and it's among the best David versus Goliath match that I've seen. You know what I mean? Next, we got Will Ospreay versus Jimmy Havoc. You know, I'm not going to go too in-depth <laughs> about the story behind this match. Just know Jimmy Havoc was a heel, and in, 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 this took place in Progress. Progress Chapter 75, to be exact. But uh, Jimmy Havoc was a heel, and he went out his way to make Will Ospreay's life hell. You know what I mean? To the point they had a, a fucking, what was it, Loser Leaves Town or something like that? And... Uh, uh, you know, it was just a big thing how, you know, Jimmy Havoc was gone and he came back, you know what I'm saying, searching for redemption. And, uh, you know, he changed. Like, he was the face now. He was, you know, trying to be a different person. And, you know, it wasn't working for him. He was losing matches, things like that. He's still a face, but, like, you know, he was losing matches being, like, the nice guy and shit like that. Not the violent, crazy dude he was before. And uh, Will Ospreay has become, like, the jack-off now. Like, the asshole. You know what I mean? And, you know, he, he was going around, you know, pretty much fucking with people. Just like, you know, you know, Jimmy Havoc used to and all that shit. And uh, 
Will Ospreay, he called him out, basically. He was like, the one thing I want is to wipe you from, you know, the blemish that is, you know, you. Because I, I, I don't beat you often, you know what I mean? You're, you're, you're my rival. You're all, you always bring out the most violent in me, but I don't want this guy, you know what I mean, that you have become. I want the dude you were before. Give me that dude, you know what I mean? Let's have a two out of three falls, no disqualification, death match to sell it all. And aside from the very finish, I thought this was damn near perfect. Like, in terms of the, the callbacks to their old matches, the brutalness of the spots, them bringing the hate to each other, Will Ospreay going to that, that, that place where he's absolutely mental. His entrance is awesome in this, in this match. Um, J- Jimmy, Jimmy Havoc's entrance is awesome, too. Uh, this is how you blow off a few, like legit. Them kind of acknowledging each other at the end was a little weird for me. I thought they, you know, they both should have just, you know, went they separate ways. Like it shouldn't have been no I respect you now. It should have been nah, it should have never been no shit like that. But <laughs> the way they went back and forth, but um Yeah, man, like everything else though, minus like the last like maybe thirty seconds of this, you know what I mean? It's damn near perfect. Even like the table spot where the table didn't break. I don't give a fuck. Like it still was this was so fucking just breathtakingly violent. And just, you know, and the crowd, they had the crowd. It was, I fucking love this match, man. I've seen it three times now. I fucking love this match. I cannot recommend it enough. It is probably my progress match of the year. Probably. You know what I mean? But it is. Please, please, y'all. You need to watch that. I know some people gave it five stars. I couldn't go that high, man. I, I, I went four and three quarters cause just because of, you know, what happened. You know what I mean? Just because of, like, the last 30 seconds. All right, then we got Walter versus Bad Bones versus Ilya Dragunov at 16 carat. I'm not even going to spend that much time talking about this. Ilya Dragunov had been out because of an injury, and, you know, nobody knew that he was, you know, we all kind of speculated, but nobody knew he was going to, like, be in this fucking match. He came out, and it was one of the loudest pops I ever heard in my life. Uh, the match itself is a great match, but I feel like like it's, it's a really great match, actually. But I, but I have to recommend it just solely because of I've never heard a crowd like that in my entire life for an entire match. Like, it, it was insane. Like, they lost their shit when this man came out. I don't think it's as good as uh, the match Walter and Dragunov had last year at 16 karat gold. I don't think it's that good. However, I think this match, like, sh- just should be seen solely because of the crowd. You know what I mean? It, it, it's, it, it's insane. All right, next we got Okada versus... I hadn't even got to my top. Hadn't even got to... These are just matches that I think you should watch. And I feel like I should bring them up. I hadn't even got to my top 10. This is going to take a while. <laughs> next we got Okada versus Tanahashi. For the briefcase at... Uh, I'm trying to go a little faster. For the briefcase, for the right to challenge Kenny Omega at Russell Kingdom. Uh, I thought it was great. I thought uh, it's another great chapter in their amazing rivalry. And I thought the finish... Was one of the most inventive things I've ever seen in my life. So yeah, you know, just it's a great fucking match. <clears throat> and then we got Ishii versus Goto at G1. You know these dudes have history. You know they're gonna hit the shit out of each other. And it was exactly what you expected. Great fucking match. You know, fucking phenomenal. Five star, epic encounter. You know what I mean? Epic encounter. Great fucking match. Next we got Will Ospreay versus Matt Riddle at Mercury Rising. 
this, this thing here, the, the reason why I had this match on here is because that show as a whole was, as much as I, I thought it was fine, but it was like kind of a chore to sit through, man, because that crowd, my, my man Chase was here, and he was like, yeah, we were just kind of bored during the whole thing, you know what I mean? And then this happened, and like they just come alive for it. He was like the the fucking, the fucking uh, WWE live feed does not sell how loud they got, and I totally believe him. Like it, 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 they, they lost their shit for this man, they, and the inch stretching is insane, bro. Like, just insane. Like, you know, they Will Osprey and Matt Riddle have such great chemistry, and I'm kind of upset we'll never see them wrestle again unless Will Osprey decides to go to the WWE, which I hope to God he doesn't. But uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm so happy that you know they were able to they were able to have the matches they had this year because th- this one was fucking amazing. Next, we got Walter versus Will Ospreay in OTT. Uh, like the Jordan Devlin match, except not as, you know, not as, not as, um, we're totally behind Devlin because he's one of our guys. It's because this guy beat Devlin. So Ospreay is one of the best in the world. Let, let's cheer this motherfucker. You know what I mean? Because fuck him. He beat Devlin. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, not only that, you know, it's just the work is great. You know what I mean? And even like, Walter shows is a bit athletic, man. He he can Osprey along with Osprey, <laughs> like you know, and and you know some of the some of the uh, the stuff with like the rules and things like that. It was great. The story told in this is fucking amazing, amazing match, man. And in the NXT ladder match, I already kind of talked about this a little bit for the North American title. Um, as I said, one of the best like put together ladder matches I've ever seen. And I mean, like there's there's not much wasted time. The spots aren't too contrived. I thought it was great, man. Not my actual top ten. Holy shit. Holy shit. And then there's and then there's there's matches I didn't even mention, like I said, that I that I have not wrote down. Greatest year in terms of match quality in pro wrestling history. I mean, it, I don't even truth be told, it may not even be close, man. There have been so many amazing matches all around the world. Which is why I get so mad at that company y'all still watch for some reason. Because they have a lot of talent where they can do the similar, similar type deal. But they, you know, whatever. Number 10 is the Golden Lovers versus the Young Bucks. As Strong Style evolved. Uh, is Strong Style evolved? Yeah, Strong Style, Strong Style evolved. Um, truth be told, this is the match that got me full time back into pro wrestling. Before I would watch all of the stuff that people said was great. Um... You know, and, and I'm, I'm always going to be a pro wrestling fan, but, like, this is the match that got me to watch all the time again. Because before, y'all know, if y'all been following me for a while, y'all know there was a point in time where I watched so much. You know what I mean? But, like, this is the match that got me kind of back in that mode, man. Matt Jackson's performance in this match is incredible. Matt Jackson, just uh, his facial expressions, uh, the way he told, the way the story is told in this, how... Kenny's friends with the Young Bucks, uh, but they feel like they're better than the Golden Lovers, you know what I mean? And the Young Bucks are like, yo, do not take it easy on us. Do everything you would do to any other opponent that claims they're better than you. You know what I mean? I love that story told. Like, there's, there's my favorite, one of my favorite fucking spots of the year is when uh, Kenny Omega has Matt Jackson up for the One Wing Angel. And he debates on doing it or not. 
And then Mac like locks himself in. He's like, no, hit me with this shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> and he hits him. He's like, he said, do it. He said, just fucking do it or something like that. And he doesn't. You know what I mean? And then, you know, Nick comes in and breaks it up. It's just, it's a great fucking match, man. The way they use the table is great. Uh, I love the finish. I love everything about this, man. It's one of the best tag matches of all time. Like, legit. Fucking amazing match. Everything in this top ten I gave five stars to. Some of these honorable mention matches I've given, I gave five stars to. I didn't go in order with the honorable mentions, but some of them I gave five to. I don't have to tell you these, these top ten or five. I gave them all five. There have been so many fucking, so many. <laughs> All right, next we got Will Ospreay versus Marty Skrull at Sakura Genesis. It, it, Mar- Will Ospreay is a nutball, man. Like, that 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 fucking Spanish fly on the apron that fucked his neck up. And he finished the match. He got busted open in it. Him and Marty Skrull went back and forth. After the fucking Spanish fly happened, he dropped him on his head a few times. And I'm like, bro, that... Will Ospreay's a nutball. And it's just like the, the image of like bloody Will Ospreay after he hit the ice cutter from the apron. I mean from the apron, from the uh, second turnbuckle to Marty Skrull. And a beautiful fucking counter. Like legit made me jump out of my chair. <laughs> you know what I mean? And the image of him just like bloody face and all. Barely coherent with the title. I'm like, bro, I, I don't think I ever forget that. Will Ospreay's a nutball. And Marty Skrull... Who in the ring has had like kind of an up and down year? Him and Will Ospreay have like just beyond phenomenal chemistry. Them two dudes are incapable of having a bad match. I hope they wrestle each other to the end of time. <laughs> like them motherfuckers are amazing, man. Like together, they're incredible. And next we got Johnny Gargano versus Andrade Cien Almas take over Philadelphia for the NXT World Championship. Uh, the work in this is just at such a high level. Uh, this is like pinnacle WWE-style storytelling along with great independent pro independent title match, to be honest with you. The stuff with the ladies was great, and it didn't detract from the match. Uh, even the, the extra stuff, the, gar- the uh, Gargano coming up short, uh, him, not, him not giving up, the, him, the, the fighting spirit in this, the crowd... Uh, almost being the heel he was, everything in this is just like fucking perfect, and like one of the best like matches to ever have the WWE name behind it. Yeah, I mean, I, I legit thought that the next two matches I'm gonna talk about were as good as like Austin Brett, like in the annals of like WWE match. It, I don't think it gets much better to be honest with you. Fucking fucking phenomenal phenomenal matches. The next one I'm gonna talk about. Um. I thought this was a little bit better though. Next, Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa take over New Orleans. I think people forget how good this was because of how long the feud has still been going, man. Like, if this would have just ended here, this would have been perfect. This might even have been higher on my list, you know what I mean? I fucking love this, man. Like, I, the story these men told, the fact that they brought the hate from jump. Like, they did not bullshit. I hate when you have a fucking grudge match, and then the two dudes start doing restos and stuff. Nah, they, they came out, and they tried to kill each other, man. Uh, I love how they, they, the hokey WWE story worked here, man, with uh, Gargano, like, I mean, with Ciampa, like, hey, man, we still cool. Please don't hurt me. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, you know, it, it worked here, you know what I'm saying? They, and, and you know, Ciampa was so hateable here. He had you know, he came out with no music. 
The crowd was chanting, fuck you, Chopper" in the WWE setting. It was nuts. <laughs> um, the spot with the crutch was fitting. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to allude to storytelling. You beat me over the head with it as long as it's done well. You know what I mean? They did it well. You know what I'm saying? I, I love this, man. Like, Johnny Gargano in the ring has had a phenomenal year, man. It's just that that this feud has been going on too long. And it's too it's too hokey. And <clears throat> I know it's like technically over now, but you know this just means like since they're teaming up or whatever. But you know this just means Gargano will turn on him and they're gonna have a match at WrestleMania, like WrestleMania weekend. Whatever, man. Like whatever. I you know, I don't I just I I want it to end. <laughs> Alright, the next we got Dare I say the greatest death match of all time? Dare I say? I I I think I dare to say it. Uh, Masashi Takeda versus Isami Kodaka at uh, Big Japan, June twentieth. Um, holy fuck! Like this is death matches done right. It is fucking brutal. Even without the fucking plunder and stuff like that, it's just a great fucking match without the plunder. You know what I'm saying? With the plunder, it's even better. The plunder adds to everything. The in stretch of this is like just a it just turns it breaks down into like a, just a great fucking wrestling match. I love this match, man. I fucking love this match. It is action from start to finish. Two dudes not giving a fuck, beating the shit out of each other, breathtaking action, crazy dangerous spots. Um, you know, Japanese fighting spirit done without you know without cornballness to it. Just great, just great. Great fucking shit. Like, I don't follow Big Japan as much as I should, as much as I used to, especially. I used to, like, be heavy into Big Japan. I don't follow it like I should, and I still don't. But, like, this match, it's one of the best matches of the year, man. It's one of the best. Like, please, man, go out of your way to look it up, man. It's fucking amazing. Now we're into the top five. Kota Ibushi versus Tomohiro Ishii in the G1. Um... I don't want to go too indefinite this either. It's just killer Ibushi, not flippy Ibushi, versus a dude matching him blow for blow. It is it's it is it, it's breathtaking. I can't really even go into it that much. Like it's just you just gotta see it, man. It's, I think it's I I think it's like legit one of the best like fucking brawls because that's what it is I've ever seen, man. Like Cody Killer Ibushi is better than flippy Ibushi. I really believe that. <coughs> a hybrid of both is best Ibushi, though. I'll get to that. All right, next. Next. Hiromu Takahashi versus Taji Ishimori, the best of Super Junior final. I think it's the greatest junior match of all time. I think it mixes Hiromu's craziness and, and, even, and even, like, you know, it mixes his craziness along with storytelling because throughout the tournament, they, they they hinted at the fact that Hiromu's triangle choke is un, unstoppable. You know what I mean? Like, he's tapping everybody out with that motherfucker. And they played off that during this match perfectly. Ishimori was great here, man. Uh, some of the way they put together some of these sequences were breathtaking. The the spot on the steps was the most dangerous, non-dangerous thing I've ever seen in my life. The crowd was nuclear for this shit. God, I miss Hiromu so much because Hiromu was well on his way. To being like one of the wrestlers of the year. First half of this year, he was so incredible. This was an incredible match. I think it's the best junior heavyweight match in the history of Japanese pro wrestling. In the history of pro wrestling. Cruiserweight, 
uh, fucking J- everything in Japan, just little like little dudes, little little dude, best match, period, ever, hands down. Tops Halloween Havoc '97 for me. You know what I mean, tops fucking. You know what I mean, it's amazing. It's, it's amazing. This match is incredible. Go out of your way to watch it. Like fucking phenomenal man. And I'm God get well Hiromu. Get well Hiromu. Cause I feel like that this would have been you and Ishimori in a long feud for this junior title. And this would have been you instead of Kushida. I love Kushida, don't get me wrong. But this would have been him instead of Kushida in this match. I really believe that. Man, and that would have been a rematch of fucking Russell Kingdom. Man. Next we got Ishii and Omega from the G1. Uh, holy fuck. Like, just uh, the the end of this match, high energy, high action. Uh, this put over Ishii as a killer. Ishii looked like an unstoppable bruiser at the end. Kenny Omega had been beating everybody. And he legit got the shit beat out of him and, and lost the fall. It was insane, bro. <clears throat> just a great, great, great fucking match, man. Oh my god! Oh my! God. I think it's the be- I think it might be the best match they had against each other, and that said a lot. Like their match at uh, the G One Special for the um, U.S. title was also like you know up there too. But I think this was better. This this was this was insanity, man. <laughs> this was insanity. Like when this was over, Twitter went nuts. Like Twitter was <laughs> Twitter went nuts. Like oh my god! Like you know this match is great when you know. You got the even the most anti anti Kenny motherfuckers like yo, it was a five star classic. You know what I mean? This it was amazing, amazing fucking match. Then number two we got Okada and Omega at Dominion. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I really have to talk about this that much. Some people call this the greatest match they've ever seen, and I thought it was. <laughs> um, yeah, the story told here. Omega finally getting that that big win over Okada. The callbacks to their other matches, the callbacks to the other eras of the Bullet Club, um, just uh, everything in it, man, was just fucking great. Like the one of my favorite spots of the year was Okada winding up that Rainmaker and putting nothing behind it, calling back to Kenny to the match last year. He was trying to hit the Rainmaker and Kenny just collapsed and he missed. You know what I mean? Because they were so tired. Uh, the in stretch, the camera work during that is amazing. Like. When they're laying against the ropes, leaning against each other, and like it's just a shot of them, and just in the background you hear the crowd losing their shit. I mean, the New Japan camera crew is incredible when they want to be, and then the camera shot on that V trigger that that would that set up the end was just amazing. Like the the, the snap one wing angel in it. Yeah, you know I mean, just like out of nowhere, it was. Yeah, man, it's 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 as good as you've heard if you hadn't seen it. But it's not my number one. My number one. Is the G1 final. Hiroshi Tanahashi. Ta- oh, fuck Taiji Shimura. <laughs> Kota Ibushi. Oh my god. Like, the story in this. Tanahashi's one last gas at the main event. You know what I mean? Him going for the main event. You know what I mean? When everyone thought he was done. When everyone thought there was no kayfabe-wise and real-life-wise. He'll never be the main event guy again. This entire tournament was built around him showing everybody that he's not done. You know what I mean? And this match was a good was good proof of that. Ibushi had every advantage in the book. You know, he's I guess younger, I don't know how old they are, but he's presented younger. You know what I mean? Uh 
He he's he's more athletic, you know. What I mean, he's not broken down the way fucking Tanahashi was in this. Um, yeah, you know I mean, he had every advantage in the work, but this, this is just like a story of legit determination. And like, I just found myself out out of my box of being a smart, you know, fucking okay, work great. Did can this guy work? Can he not? You know what I mean? To I'm cheering for this guy to win. You know what I mean? Like I felt like. Six-year-old Markeem cheering for Shawn Michaels or cheering for, you know, fucking, you know, Jushin Thunder Liger or something like that, the way I used to when I was a kid. You know what I mean? I found myself cheering for Tanahashi the same way. You know what I mean? Like, I found myself emotional, you know what I mean, when he won the fucking tournament. Like, legit, holding, because I was watching it on my laptop. I wasn't watching it on the TV. I was holding the laptop in my hands, standing up, Yelling like when he was hitting those high fly flows and then like, come on, come on. <laughs> like, this is a, like, especially if you follow the history of New Japan Pro Wrestling and Shibata coming out him, coming out being, you know, Tanahashi's second, along with Kenny Omega coming out and being Ibushi's second. Like, everything about this is perfect. And, like, my favorite fucking pro wrestling spot of the whole fucking year is in this match. When uh, Tanahashi hits Ibushi with a slap, and Ibushi turns into killer Ibushi, like it snaps him into that mode where he he just cares about hurting you, you know what I mean? And he starts slapping, you know, Tanahashi, and just like beating the shit out of him, and he starts slapping Tanahashi like back to the corner, and Tanahashi just like he absorbs it, and he starts walking him down, like come on, come on, I'm here with you, I'm here, you ain't, I ain't locked in here with you, you locked in here with me, like that sort of, I was like, bro, like let's go. <laughs> I was yelling like, let's go. He was walking him down, man. I was like, yeah, yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> this match is amazing, man. My One of my favorite moments in pro wrestling all year. Probably my favorite match of all time. I'm be real with you, man. I've watched it like four or five times, man. And each time I get goosebumps watching the shit, man. Especially Kevin Kelly during it. He's, he's fucking phenomenal during this match. Him and Rocky Romero, they're both great. Um... Please, please, please. The G1 final. Best G1 final of all time. And even that's saying a lot. And probably my favorite match of all time. I love it. I love it. I love it. And that ends this year of pro wrestling, y'all. I don't know what 2019 is going to bring. I have no idea, but I'm excited to find out. Y'all be easy, man. This has been the Nightmare Effect.